This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So, good morning, guys. Welcome back to the Freedom Fighter Podcast, the morning of Monday, the 23rd of October. I hope all is well with you. We're just going to open up a bit of prayer before we, we start this uh, we we teaching. So Father, we just worship you this new day. We thank you, God, for your presence with us. We thank you, God, for your rest. God, we thank you for this brand new day, brand new beginning, a fresh start. Oh God, we thank you that you give us fresh starts. <laughs> God, we we receive that fresh start, this brand new beginning today. And God, we come expectant. God, we, we dial in to hear from you. God, as we, we listen to your word, God, we ask for spirit, the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. God, we ask that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. Open them the understanding of each heart, myself, my own, and each heart listening, as we share today, in Jesus' mighty name we pray, Amen. So guys, I hope I hope uh, you've been enjoying this, the, uh, the series around entering into rest, uh, we've been on some journey, and uh, you know, it's just, it's, it continues, um, so Today I'm I'm just going to share a wee bit further on, I think this is going to be the last message around it, but uh, we're going to share around humility. Um, the previous message we've done around uh, meek and lowly in heart, um, and, and we touched on, we, we, we kind of talked a lot about meekness I think, uh, we really just touched on the humility and I don't know about you but it's not something I've heard a lot about. Uh, and you know it, it's maybe we've got an idea of what it means or what this looks like, but you know there's there's a deliberate study needed. Uh, there's a deliberate search required to find out what does this look like and and how is it applicable? How how do I how do I simply uh, adjust my life to this? And so. You know, I'll share a wee bit further the day, but it's it's uh, it's it's really really important uh, when it comes to you think of the beginning of mankind when evil deceived and created these conditions, this temptation for Eve to believe she could become like God and lose this, become independent. That that's that's what it was. Become independent. No longer dependent. You'll become like God. So you know you'll 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 have the same same understanding. You'll know that you'll 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 know the same good and evil, and uh, you'll be as God. And that pride then get in that created the poison f- for the fallen man and infected the full world. Then you look at Jesus's life, and as we shared the last message, he described himself. As meek and lowly. (laughs) 
he described this, these attributes. It wasn't a Matthew. Matthew was just recording what he had said. Jesus said it. He said his attitude, and and I love, I love the understanding of that. You know that an attitude is a settled way of thinking. So it describes something that had to be worked out. You had to settle this. You had to, you had to, you had to decide to stand in a certain position. Adopt a particular attitude. You had to, you know, adopt this frame of mind. And he's saying. This is how I am. You want rest for your soul? You need to learn from my life. Copy my life. Imitate my life. And uh, him saying, I'm meek and I'm lowly is profound. I then read Andrew Murray, uh, who, who wrote a book on humility. And he said... He had to own up to the fact that he had known the Lord for years without realising that meekness and loneliness of heart are to be the distinguishing feature of the disciple of Christ because he's a master, he's a lord, he's a he's a commander in chief, he's the one we're following. And this humility, it doesn't come by itself, he writes. But it has to be made the object of special desire and prayer and faith and practice. So, I mean, I'm just discovering these things for myself. Um, I'm, that is my prayer for myself. And I, you know, if you if you agree with me, you you know that that's that's our prayer the day that I know I need I desire that I'm praying for that. I'm believing for that, and I want to. I want to practice that. I want to have this settled in my heart and mind. That I have got humility as a distinguishing feature of my life, because what I said there about begin at the beginning of the temptation for, for with Eve was all about being independent. What humility communicates is that I am totally. Dependent. I'm the creature. I'm not the creator. I've been created. Uh, he, I am in utter dependence upon him. I've, re- I've read John Eldridge introduced me to these thoughts, but uh, C.S. Lewis wrote that a car was created to run on fuel, petrol. And we were created to run on God. We are like empty vessels who need to be filled with God's God's life, God's power, God's grace and ability. He, he imparts these things, his power. And, you, you know, that requires a humility to be totally dependent. Now, I'm excited about this because when, when I'm reading these things, I'm realising that's what Jesus was teaching. That's what he was saying that for, because he was saying, I'm, I'm meek, I'm, and my, my attitude towards my Father in heaven, I'm meek, I've got, I, I give him my yielded will, and my attitude towards others, I'm humble, I'm lowly, no full of this pride that, that demands my rights, that, that justifies myself, that, that uh, defends myself, that is hard and unyielding, 
so you know he's saying this is so important this this attribute this attitude of mind this heart posture of humility was something that was so important that was something that was a priority to developing and uh, you you look at um, the second chapter of Philippians it said this uh, uh, Paul's writing to the, the church at Philippi and he says let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus so let this attitude let this settled way of thinking be in you who this is Jesus who he was in the he was in the very form of God he didn't think it robbery to be equal with God but he made himself of no reputation he took upon him this, the form of a servant and he was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross wherefore God also have highly exalted him and he's given him a name which is above every name so this attitude of Jesus, when you when you look at the humility of him, he humbled himself, eh, became obedient unto death, made himself of no reputation, took the form of a servant, and practiced a dependent life. And you're thinking, is that how important Jesus's Jesus's journey, Jesus's life of obedience, this mission that he accomplished, this the will of God that he fulfilled and and eh, and demonstrated. It is. I'm reading uh, in Andrew Murray's book. He quoted a Spirit of Prayer article. And he said this. Evil can have no beginning but from pride and no end but from humility. The truth is this. Pride must die in you or nothing of heaven can live in you. That's really good, eh? Pride must die in you or nothing of heaven can live in you. So, you know, Jesus demonstrating this was so important. So, a couple of wee things to talk about today. O- over the last week, so- something was happening at my... I'm at Ardena HND College at the moment in counselling. And one of the theories that is totally contrary to what I've just, everything I've just said is that we are the experts of our lives. This is a, a theory for Carol Rogers' uh, ideology in person-centred therapy. And what, what, what this describes is, or the belief is, the client is believed to be the expert in their lives. And this leads the general direction of therapy. So it, it, it's an expert, somebody who's very knowledgeable about something, or skillful in a particular area. They're the, they're the authority, they're the master, they're the specialist. And so, something happened in a certain situation with me, and when you're dealing with people who have not came to Christ, who's living in deep self-hatred, dysfunction, depravity, you're being trained to practice these counselling, practice these theories, really. And some some happened in the, in, with myself and somebody else, but the long story is what came out was I was getting corrected because I was trying to offer something of God to someone. But this this was shared to me that you no know, the client's the expert. So what this made me, you know, what, what, what how this I suppose how 
what impact that had on me was the reality of this, that I know that's not true. In the light of what I've been saying there in the first wee bit was, you know, we are not the experts. That talks about the pride of independence. We know best. The Bible's so clear, Old and New Testament, about don't be wise in your own eyes. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean in your own understanding. And it's a great trap, this. Because pride, pride would think, I know best, that I'm the expert. But you're living in absolute depravity. Pure, riddled with self-hatred. Your life's going nowhere. You're in defeat in so many areas of your life. Now, you know, I know that that, that I'm, I'm talking about the situation I was in, but think of your own life. If you're living in areas of your life that are complete defeat, and you've tried everything you know, I think that would possibly point out that what you know uh, isn't working. And there needs to be a, a humility to actually recognise there must be a better way. There needs to be a humility in your ability to say, I'm humbling myself. I'm admitting I need help. I'm admitting my practices, my way of life isn't working. So I need to humble myself and ask for help. And uh, so C.S. Lewis wrote, True humility is no thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking of yourself less. And in our, my wee devotional would point out that it's it's actually no dismissing and being critical of yourself. It's forgetting yourself because you're remembering Jesus. Basically, when we humble ourselves like that, that's what leads us to rest for our souls. And I mean, how many people have I dealt with over the years who just, who are so uh, stubbornly obstinate in their view of there is no God. And they're in the worst possible predicaments. Full of fear, full of living as prisoners beyond belief. Beyond belief. Just think of one person, just living as a, a complete slave, can't get out of the house, and yet they've got so many strong opinions about God, and yet they're 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 the God of their life. They're they're independent, and and yet they're living in complete. It's hell and earth. It's like they're, they're complete slaves. You know, so it, it just doesn't add up. A bit of humility takes us a long way when we are able to humble ourselves and say, God, I am needing the abundant life and freedom you promise. Another part of this is Jesus in First Peter. And this is regarding the resolve in a conflict, the humility that's needed to resolve our own spiritual, personal conflicts. Uh, Jesus said about learning of him, learn from me. This is a beautiful scripture in 1 Peter 2. And he says, Christ suffered for us and he left us this personal example that we should follow in his footsteps. And he said he was guilty of no sin, neither was deceit found in his lips. This was a quote from Isaiah 53. It was going to say this, he was reviled, which means verbally insulted and abused. They called him every name in the book. 
but he said nothing back. This is how he responded. He said nothing back. He didn't offer insult back. He was physically abused um, and he suffered greatly. This is describing the, the terrible treatment. The, he was marred more than any man. He was whipped to pieces. He's, if you look at the Passion of Christ movie, you see his, his body was unrecognisable. It was so... It was so t- tore up with it, with it, with the uh, the the beating he took, and yet he didn't threaten, he didn't retaliate, he suffered in silence. And what what he done was he trusted himself, and everyone and everything to God, trusting that he would set things right. And this communicates that. It's high, high ground, but it's needs it needs to be it needs to be uh, understood or read, have a vision of it because you know what pride does is the complete opposite. The proud self within us uh, is this guy Roy Hessian wrote in his book The Cavalry Way. He says the hard unyielding self in us just wants to justify itself. It wants its own way, stands up for its own rights seeks its own glory. It doesn't want to bow its head to God's will. doesn't want to admit that it's wrong. doesn't want to give up its own way to Jesus or surrender its rights and discard its glory. So that, the process of humility, is, is Jesus' example there in First Peter that I read, was his ability to trust to God, everyone and everything. No retaliating. No abusively shouting back. And, uh, you know, that takes humility, as, as, uh, Andrew, as Andrew Murray was talking about there. You know, that that didn't just happen by accident. Um, you know, that, that took, that takes a, a desire. Um, pride must die in us or nothing of heaven can live in us. And his life, the life of Jesus... Um, as I, as I, we said the other week there Peter and James quote this they say they quote, quote uh, Proverbs 3 they said God resists the proud so when the word resist means he stands he has nothing to do with he, he, he opposes he, he knows he knows you from afar your lack of intimacy with God he knows you he, he just he just can't he, the meek and lowly Jesus it, 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 you know, he's kind of drawn near to you when you're when we're full of pride. He knows you from afar, but the, he says, "But the grace, but the humble, he gives grace to the humble. The grace of uh, his forgiveness, his ability, divine enablement. Um, you know, the grace to get through the challenges, the grace to not retaliate." The grace to be able to control ourselves with patience. and But that takes complete humility. An understanding of humility. And, you know, maybe this is just like, just like me. When you hear these things, you think, I, I need to know more about that. I need to, to make a concerted effort to go on a journey. To say, right, I need to, I need to update myself. I need to resolve, make this an object of my desire, that I am praying 
for understanding in this. And so, we, as a ministry, we lead people through a thing called, a, a course called Keys to Freedom. And this is a Mercy, Mercy Ministries, Mercy UK. Uh, it's a tremendous resource um, that really helps, uh, you know, with, with the people we're working with. You're giving them the, a resource that's got a lot of questions for their own self-reflection. You're not doing everything for them. You're not doing all the teaching. It's more, it's more person-centred in a sense that they, they have to engage, they have to dig for themselves. So it's been a beautiful process. I've seen amazing fruit through it. And one of the groups I'm leading at the moment, we we got to the day five. There's five devotionals in each of the eight keys. We got to day five and one key, it's called Healing Life's Hearts. And, uh, you know, the day five is describing that you've allowed Jesus into some of your hearts. The hearts have been raised and have been healed. And But guess what? We continue to be hurt. Offences will come. People will disappoint us. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, be irritated. We'll be discouraged. We'll be disappointed with people's treatment as a lack of consideration. And I read these few paragraphs out with one of the folks who was there this day and it spoke to me so as such an update. So I'm going to read it to you and just let it sink in that this is this is part of this humbling ourselves uh, and, it, and it really gives us light that leads to life, truths that set us free. So the example of this lady, she said, when she's feeling herself getting irritable and easily offended, she takes some time to sit down and pray through her responses. Is that no mature? You're getting offended, you're acknowledging it. Instead of letting your emotions control you and pride eh, dictate your responses and your retaliations, you're saying, I am getting irritable. It's me who's been easily offended. Take the time to sit down and pray through, consider her responses. And she said, it often just starts with a question to God which goes like this, I've been getting easily offended and irritable about things recently. Why is that? Can you show me, please, what's behind it? So that posture of humility is coming and acknowledging, here's what I'm feeling. She says she sits quietly. She often hears the still, small voice pointing out things in her life that are bothering her. She writes them down on a piece of paper, she says. Says them aloud. And then forgives people and then asks forgiveness of for, from God for her own attitude. She then tears up the paper as a, a symbol of letting go of the hurts and spends time in worship to let God minister to her. Is that not beautiful? So simple, so helpful that we don't need to stay prisoners to our hurt feelings, to the pride that would then be all about justifying, defending, making ourselves right, the other's wrong, never saying sorry. It's such a horrible place to live. So instead of staying stuck, this is an update is to say, when I'm getting irritated, I'm feeling easily offended. I humble myself. This is what Second Chronicles 7.14 says. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray and seek my face, turn for their wicked ways, 
which means repent of their pride, repent of their selfishness, repent of their hard, unyielding heart, repent of the, the, the reactions. And that's what I see this lady doing here. She's actually saying, I'm the one getting easily offended. Why is it? Show me. And then God starts to show her. And then, and then as she, as she then starts writing these things out, she says them aloud and starts to forgive people. I forgive that person for what they've done to me. I forgive the person who's causing me to feel irritated and offended. And then I ask forgiveness, God. I ask you to forgive me. I humble myself. Forgive me for the hardness of my own attitudes. Forgive me for how I'm reacting and, and you know, what I'm holding against, what, how I'm resenting that person, why I'm cursing that person, why I'm judging that person. I repent on my own. I ask for forgiveness for my own attitude. And then she finishes with tears up the paper as a symbol of letting go of those hurts and spends time in worship to God. And to me that's a beautiful picture of here's how I'm humbling myself. Rather than staying hurt, rather than staying staying offended, rather than staying hard and proud, allowing pride in my, my life to say, you know, everybody else is wrong, I'm the victim, it's all their fault. You know, we we have that example there that says, you know, I humble myself and I and, and I I can break the pattern of uh, this this pride that's that's in my heart. So I hope that I hope that's helping guys and you know the goal is rest for our souls. Free for the pride that, that separates and destroys us, tears us to pieces. When we are at, at, at odds inside our heart, at war in our hearts against others. So I pray that's been a blessing to you. And I'll just finish with a word of prayer. Father, we bless you. We praise you for your understanding, giving us light. That you have came as a light of the world to show us how to live. And we thank you that we are on. We, none of us have arrived. That pride that would say, look how good I am, look what I'm doing, look what the messages I've got. God, we thank you that none of us arrived. No matter how much good work we've been doing or uh, you've done through us, we thank you that we're all just works in progress. And God, we we will continually uh, be updated and pruned and corrected as we grow with you. So we humble ourselves. We we thank you for helping us to to uh, to realize our need to be dependent on you, to run on you know ourselves. God, we ask the day for that desire for humility. We desire that to understand more humility. We want to be meek and lowly just like you. God, we pray for it. We believe for it because we want to practice this in our lives. So I pray, God, for this day we just ask for an update and understanding about it. And an update and and humility working in and through our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.